Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 306 DGS. True story. So I haven't slept in two days and I'm really punchy. And I just, I'm drinking um, Diet Mountain Dew and I have it in a big tumbler. And I just went in my office like I do on breaks. And we have those little airplane size vodka or uh, tequilas, something. Yeah, vodka, the spicy tequilas. Booze. Ghost. I'm not oh, a big go. drinker. I, I can't remember the last time I made myself a, a mixed drink. It's been years. And I, I'm the only one in my office. So I'm not doing it for comedic purposes. I went in there. I poured my tumbler full of Diet Mountain Dew and I grabbed one of those to pour in it. Like, that's how weird and sleep-deprived I am. I was going to make myself a mixed drink in the middle of the show. And then I was just like, what are you doing? That's not going to make you less tired, Dave. It's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help anybody. Spicy tequila. Two things neutralize each other. Uh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, our buddy Chet Pleban joined us. Chet, have you ever had to do a trial where, like, you're not sleeping or you just got over the flu or something, and you're like, I don't even know where I'm at? All the time. Yes, all, all the time. <laughs> That's why I love don't tell anybody. Hey, don't tell anybody that, all right? <laughs> he's just, he's just honest. Re- I love it. And I, I've reached for the vodka, too. I mean, after, <laughs> after some of these trials, let so, me tell you. So I, I don't want to uh, steal your stilo here, but we just talked about it about 20 minutes ago. I want to kind of start here. Um, I, was ne- I, I'm, I'm, I was a pretty low-level attorney. And if one of my clients had said, I need a continuance or I don't want to respond to this subpoena, and here's the excuse I want you to give the judge. Uh, I can't do it in the middle of the week because I have kids in school. I would have told them I'm not going to a judge and saying that you can't be in court under a subpoena because your kids are in school. But that's exactly what Ivanka Trump just did. (laughs) Yeah, well. Uh, obviously, uh, none of these kids, uh, of course, they're not kids, 45, 42, and 39. Uh, they're not terribly anxious to get on that witness stand and testify. Uh, and Ivanka Trump is kind of a, a wild card because I think if she comes into court, if she's forced to come into court, and if she's forced to testify and she testifies honestly, she potentially can rebut uh, what her brothers have said and potentially whatever it is that her father might say next week. So I can understand why kind of any port in the storm that she would go ahead and use whatever excuse she possibly can muster in order to do it. Now, the question of whether or not your lawyer goes along with that and the question of whether they file a frivolous motion that clearly the court is is going to overrule uh, that's that's a separate question. And I, I agree. I don't think I would would have done it either. I would would have told her, 
you know, here, let's get prepped because here's what they're going to ask you. And eventually you're going to have to testify. So, and, you know, and, buck and, up. And let's I, just, do it. I just said this, Chet, and there's no genius to it. Anyone can figure it out. But don't you agree that she's fighting so hard because, one, she's not going to lie because she's too smart to commit perjury. And two, what she has to say isn't going to help the case for the Trumps. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that's that's the concern. Now, you know, I don't know what she has told her father, or what she's told her brother and whether they've all kind of prepared themselves together. Um, I don't know. But understand also that she's no longer a defendant in this case. She was a defendant once upon a time. But because of some statute of limitations issues, she was dismissed out. Um, so so she's free and clear to basically say whatever it is that she wants. And, and I believe that uh, when she does testify, she will testify honestly. So that should be that should be pretty entertaining. What what other things are making impressions on you with this case? Well, you know, it, it's as we all expected. What what the, the junior and Eric both are saying, hey, look, look, we hire people, we hire accountants, we hire lawyers, we spend lots of money every year. And so we rely upon those people to tell us basically what to do. Well, the flaw in, in that position uh, is the fact that the accountants are basically bean counters. And so they go to these folks, they go to Junior and they go to Eric, um, who are now what the, the running the companies uh, since the election in 2017. And they say, okay, what about this? Tell us about this, because we're preparing the financials. And so we need to know um, how much uh, you value this or how, what's the square footage of that. For example, these accountants aren't in pacing off the, the, the uh, Trump Tower and his um, apartment in Trump Tower to say, well, it's 30,000 square feet, where in reality it's 11,000 square feet. So the accountants are getting that from someplace to put into a financial statement. They're not uh, pacing it off and they're not making it up. And so what's happening is that that Junior and Eric are giving them information um, and and then they're putting this into a financial statement that comes then back to Junior and Eric, and they're signing off on it. And they're wondering, well, you know, we don't have anything to do with that. Well, you just signed off on it for heaven's sakes, and you gave the information that went into the to the financial statement. And so, I, you know, the the government or the the AG put these people on the witness stand, and that's kind of an interesting concept as well. Um, obviously, probably they wouldn't have testified in their own defenses. So the AG put them on so that they could elicit the testimony and the judge then in making the final determination, because remember, this is a judge tried, it's a bench tried case. And this judge will make that determination on the question of what, what the damages are and whether or not the fraud was intentional or otherwise reckless, which is also proof of intent because the court has already ruled that they committed fraud uh, on the liability side of this. And, and so what's going to happen is this judge now will make a credibility determination as to whether or not uh, these Eric Jr. and, and or I mean, Eric and Don Jr. Uh, lied. 
And and the court, it'll go to the Court of Appeals eventually after the decision is finally made on all points. And the Court of Appeals will not uh, interrupt that finding because the Court of Appeals didn't sit in judgment. The Court of Appeals didn't see them testify. And so the person to make the credibility determination in the first instance is the trial court. And so when he finds, like he found that Trump was not credible, um, he'll find probably that they're not credible, that the testimony that they gave is, isn't, isn't worth considering and won't be considered. Uh, so, And that will ultimately be uh, held up on appeal. So that's why I think the, the AG put them on, because the AG had to assume, um, as everybody else did, that they were just going to say, hey, we don't have anything to do with this. That's why we hired the experts. Chet, um, law school versus real world. We both know that legally the judge isn't supposed to make his determination until all the evidence is in. He goes back and he thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks and he writes his opinion. Real world, don't you think he pretty much kind of knows what he's going to do by now? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's probably right. When he sustained the motion for summary judgment in the first instance, and, and that was pretty much game, set, and match because that's the liability side of it. So he determined that there was fraud. So now the question is just, well, okay, what are the damages? What are the penalties for, for, for the fraud? And so obviously $250 million is at issue, and those are, those are the profits that Trump could have made from the fraudulent acts that he committed. But more importantly, and, and that's what – uh, old Junior and Eric are concerned about that they could they could cancel their business certificates. So in other words, they will not be able to do business uh, in New York, um, which is kind of the heart and soul of of most of most of their their enterprise. So this is this is a real problem. And then and then you know and I don't understand this either. Um, you know, the gag order and, and uh, the judge gets into it uh, with, with Trump and he makes these stupid statements. Um, but now the lawyers, his lawyers are going back and forth with his law clerk again. And they make a big issue uh, yesterday or, or the day before, whenever it was, that, well, the law clerk is passing notes to the judge. So the, the judge gets all upset by that and says, yes. She's passing notes to me. She's sitting right next to me. And, and certainly she's helping. But I make the decision here, not the law clerk. And, and I think he's getting a little tired of, of the, the back and forth as, as it involves his law clerk. So I assume that, that these lawyers are not total idiots. And I assume that there's no future in hacking this judge off yeah. repeatedly. So I'm assuming that what they're trying to do is set up some appellate issues yeah. that, that involves bias law clerk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but it's not going over very well. Well, isn't that kind of, <laughs> I mean, like I, I've never been a law clerk or a judge, but isn't that kind of the function of having a law clerk? It's not, it's not like having a secretary or something. I mean, that person is there to support the judge. And as far as I remember, it's perfectly fine for a law clerk to share their thoughts and opinions with the, with the judge. No, no question about that. This is a little different because she's sitting right next to him. Usually you, you'll find in, in federal court, for example, you'll find them uh, for arguments like this, bench trials, you'll see them sitting in the, in the jury box, um, kind of away from the judge. And then, and then 
they'll confer and do whatnot. But in this case, she's sitting right next to him and she is passing him notes. And and those notes are private conversations that he's having with the law clerk. And I don't know whether or not these Trump lawyers are saying, well, we're entitled to see those notes um, or what what position they're taking that continues to aggravate this judge as it relates to to that law clerk. And maybe maybe what they're trying to do is just bait him into making some bad statements for the record or bad decisions. Kind of all they got. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, remember, this is a document case. And and that's why the testimony of Trump uh, Jr. and Eric and and even Ivanka, to a large extent, um, is kind of irrelevant because the the proofs in the pudding with the documents that have been filed, the documents that have been presented. Now, it gets a little it's a little closer when you start talking, though, about intent or reckless behavior and all that sort of stuff. They come into it a, a little more. But the documents speak for themselves. It always was a document case. It always will be a document case. And I suspect that what's going to happen is he's going to get he's going to lose his uh, certificate to pre- to do business in in uh, New York. And I suspect that, that this judge is going to going to fine him two hundred fifty million. Wow! All right, Chet. Uh, enjoy uh, Florida. I understand you're back down, so enjoy your time down there. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Right, bye bye. Three twenty four DGS. You want some uh, fun and weird kind of science facts? Yeah. Uh, NASA has been forced to issue an apology after it suggested that kids were dumb to think that they would ever visit Jupiter. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why would they have to apologize for that? Uh, Because they said kids were dumb. People said said that there was a time when it would have been thought dumb that we would ever walk on the moon, and uh, they don't know what's going to happen in the future, and even if it is not possible. Don't discourage kids from thinking outside the box. So, isn't Jupiter a gas giant? Yes. You can't visit. I mean, you could fly around it. Oh, see, now he's yeah. going to have to apologize to the right. kids. Oh, like, okay, right. look. This this Little is the thing. Ass, this Kevin, is the Kevin, thing. Kevin, can we walk on Jupiter? That bothers he goes, no, me. idiot. You can't say that, like, some thought or idea, like, even half kiddingly, well, that's a dumb idea, without somebody being like, oh, you said they're dumb. Like, okay, come on. Relax. It's NASA. They're smarter than us. Uh, this one kind of freaked me out. Experts have always thought that starfish just didn't have heads. Okay, y'all got a starfish in your head? Right, right. Turns out, uh, based on a new study, that their entire body is a head. Oh. They lost their torso through evolution. And this is a quote from the the uh, experts. A starfish is best described as just a head crawling along the seafloor. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes sense because they've got mouths. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. That, that one got me. I like that story. Beaks or what have you. It makes so much more sense. Andrew, this one's for you. A study found that cats have 276 different facial expressions. I believe it. I can, all, I can tell what my cat is thinking. I can tell what's on her mind. I can tell what she's trying to, you know, convey to me. You can tell when they're, you're like... playing poker with her? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can tell They're playing when... chess. The cat's, like, rook, <laughs> rook to queen four. <laughs> you can tell when, like, your cat's, like, annoyed, but not, like, you know, not in a way that it's, like, hissing or screaming, but just when it's, like... Mm. Here's one that I might call dumb. I would I would have to really see the methodology on this one. A study has found that rats have an imagination. 
They <laughs> can think of a location and imagine themselves taking a piece of food there to eat it. Now, how the hell do you know that? Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that. I think about that, too. You just dunked on a rat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stupid you, rat. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. Apologies to the rat. That's like when Donald Trump passed the Alzheimer's test. <laughs> Andrew's like, oh, I can totally do what oh, rats I could, do. Horse. I could take a burger I, over there and eat it. I can imagine doing that. Hmm. <laughs> this isn't science-y, but uh, Lisa Marie Presley, just before she died, saw the script for Priscilla, the new movie coming out, mm -hmm. and said that she hated it because it made her father look like a predator. What? Hey. Hey. Well, you see, the thing is, <laughs> the, the, the thing about that, it was a different time. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about that at lunch, like all those old rock dudes. Ugh, yeah. Like jail, jail stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we, 14 no and 15 year old we, girls. We talk about how uh, for my age. People certainly got, they were called DWIs back then, but, or DUIs, whichever, I, they changed it. Anyway, they were so few and far between, uh, especially if you grew up in a smaller town. If you were pulled over with like an open container or something, first the cops would take your beer, and then they'd be like, can you make it home? Or you got someone to drive you home? Now, that's a bad thing. I don't want anyone drinking and driving. That's a bad thing for everybody. But in the olden days, when I was that age, it wasn't that big of a deal. And evidently, dating teenagers wasn't that big a deal either. <laughs> Apparently not, because for a long time, I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis and Steven Tyler and Ted Nugent. I mean, like, I know they're not exactly all the same era, but boy. Yeah. Four DJs, happy Friday to you. Two days without sleep, you get what you get. You don't throw a fit. Hello, Dave Murray. Hello there. Yeah. I uh, I just learned something from Thing One and Thing Two here. Uh, I didn't realize that it's not cool to wear a band's concert shirt to a band's show. That's what some people really? think. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I, I I don't have a big issue with it. Like I'm not judgmental about it, but I don't do it. Like, Which is weird like because now you're going to Metallica and you're yeah. wearing a Slipknot shirt. Right, right. But if you went to Slipknot, you'd wear a Metallica shirt. Or maybe. yeah, or like your ACDC shirt or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, or are you oh. like a dork or something if you do? No, I, I I think some people are very judgmental about it. I'm not. I've never heard that in my life. I, maybe it's just a Me metal either. thing. It might just yeah, be a metal thing. Be. Yeah. Hey, in the oh, middle of the concert, about it. will you will you stand up, wheels, and just yell, Dave Murray? Hey, nobody's to get, gonna. Yeah, I'm get sure. a chant going. Let's do it I'll, right, Dave, right before they Dave, start. Murray, yeah. Dave, Murray, will turn into the new "Let's Go Brandon." <laughs> yeah, if you if you Google this question, by the way, like if it's is it dorky to wear a band shirt to their concert? It's mixed. Ah, it's mixed. I mean, why are you buying the shirt if you're not going to wear yeah. it to the place so that I can wear it for? to the other concert? <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what is dorky is having a radio show. And having a T-shirt of your radio show and that T-shirt having your face on it and wearing that. Yeah, I would agree. Because yeah, yeah, when that's I, dorky. Years ago when I got my first, now this is like, I way should have known better. It's only been about four <laughs> years ago. But we changed our logo from the classic Adam logo to my cartoon face. And we got a T-shirt. And I was doing a performance that night. And I went to a Mexican restaurant by myself. And I wore my T-shirt. And the guy clearly didn't know who I was, and he came up to me, and before he even took my order, he, he looks at my shirt, he looks at me, and he goes, 
is that you on your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yeah. yeah. And he just goes, what can I get you to drink? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> never going to do that again. <laughs> so is that like, you know, if you make a Facebook post and you like your yes! own post? Yeah, is that the that same thing? Yeah. Oh, God. that That's one of the worst things ever when you like your own tweets or Facebook. Come on. Why is that even an option to okay. like your own ones? Okay, I've done that. I don't have an Instagram or a Twitter, but I've texted someone something, mm-hmm. thought it was especially funny, and hit it with the ha-ha, and they're like, you can't laugh at your own. All text. right, well, that's different because you're doing that to someone you know. Yeah. No, these are strangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number, number neighbors. Sex. <laughs> yeah, just random numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's just like playing phone roulette. Is your refrigerator <laughs> running? You better they, catch when it. When they say, who is this? I just send them a picture of my cartoon logo. <laughs> <laughs> is that you on your shirt? <laughs> is this Burl Ives? <laughs> 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 hey, we could make up part of that special because I'm the heat miser. Yeah, no, we could. <laughs> we, we're halfway to Rudolph. I'll be Rudolph. Uh, you're no Rudolph. No, no Rudolph. Santa. No. Dave, please do the weather fast. All right. It looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, we pushed, we hit 70 today, 68 tomorrow, partly sunny skies. A very weak cool front will try to press in on Saturday evening. There might be a sprinkle with that, though. I think it's pretty hard to find. It's kind of chilly late night, 42 degrees, but nothing weird. Sunday, pretty, partly sunny, 68. Monday, partly sunny and 72 degrees. Still looks like some chilly to rather cold weather coming in by the end of next week. Next best chance of rain, and it's a little bit questionable, is probably Wednesday and Wednesday night. Time change weekend, such a clock's back, one hour, Saturday night. Very good. Do you guys care about it? Yes. Is this yeah. is this the extra one? This like, is you get an extra hour oh, but the sun. Perfect the sun, weekend, yeah. The sun goes down though Sunday at I know. 457. Yeah. I don't That's like that, problem. but I the extra hour is going to be helpful this weekend. When do you guys start changing your clocks back? Do you wait till Sunday morning or do you? Oh god, yeah. Uh, you mean the ones around the house? Usually, yeah, usually yeah. Monday, because yeah. Sunday yeah. I'm Monday. like, whatever, I'll yeah. do that tomorrow. My phone does it by itself. So. Right, Ooh, right. look at you bragging. I know. So, <laughs> I don't I, even have Dave, I have a smartphone. <laughs> uh, I just do it when I get up, like the microwave and the stove and stuff See, like that. So, I, Andrew, you have no clocks around your house? No, I just have my phone clock. You don't I have a clock I, on your microwave? Like microwave and stove, probably, but I don't look at them. Okay. I've gone months without changing my microwave and stove. Okay. I know wow. that's the epitome of laziness, but sometimes it's hard to figure out. And I'm like, I can subtract or add one. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know hard what? to figure out. You press the button that says clock. clock. You already lost me. <laughs> yep. You already Car. lost Clock, and then you put in the time, oh, and right. then you press clock that's again. Like three Where is, where's the moon? I can't car. find the moon. <laughs> car clock is the problem. Car the clock. The car clock. Oh, no. So that's bad. Like, I can't. That one, That's the one. Like, I, I currently, tricky. I'm currently like an hour off on that. They so can be tricky, to, though. Well, Some of them are. You're about to be on time, then. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to be on time for it. Some of them are tricky, though. Like, so, some are easy. Others are just. Oh, I'm just lazy. Yeah, yeah and I just don't want to do it. <laughs> Andrew, did you do headlines? <laughs> I did do some headlines. Um, um, U.S. applications for jobless benefits are very low, and I think this is really interesting. So um, the number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits rose slightly last week, uh, but it still remains at, like, historically low levels, um, which I think is really interesting, right? Because we're continuing to hear 
the refrain of nobody wants to work. We're continuing to hear the refrain of yeah, none, none, none of it makes sense to me. Yeah, we're having to. We're and having it's bad to close. for the economy when people have jobs. Yeah, I yeah, don't get it. Like well, like every restaurant, at least in like the Alton area, every restaurant, every retail place is like, sorry, bear with us, we're closing early. Oh yeah, from now on people. because we have no employees, and yet a record low amount of people are applying for unemployment. I didn't understand it during COVID when. People could just not work. I mean, I understand that there's going to be a slice of the Venn diagram where the money you're getting from the government is more than if you worked. I get that. Or even close, yeah. But then it seemed like afterwards people were just like, no, I'm good. Like, how are you good? Yeah, I yeah, know. I don't understand that either. Is it? You think it's just gig work instead of full time work? Like, you know, I'm what? gonna, I'm gonna drive and I'm gonna, de- you know, deliver or I'm gonna do this thing or that thing. Seasonal work is always out there. That could be. Not to not to blow anybody up, but I've heard I, I've had people call the show and say that after hearing me talk about DoorDash and how much I enjoyed it and stuff, that they actually became themselves like full time. Look at you inspiring people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if only they hadn't banned me forever. Yes, it's not a great end to the story. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like I, then I warn them all, like, well, just don't put all your eggs in the basket. Because oh, uh, apropos of that, yesterday I did the story that DoorDash themselves have warned customers that if you don't pre-tip, you may get cold food or bad service, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really interesting choice in their part. And then a DoorDasher has gone viral by saying, or you could just pay us, as opposed mm-hmm. to leaving it yeah. to the customer. Yeah. 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 So DoorDash actually does have an option for that. They have an hourly pay option. I think it's you can, get, you can choose to get paid $13 an hour plus tip. Well, that's better than just tip. Not, not, it depends on how many orders you're taking an hour. If you're taking like one or two orders an hour, then it's probably better to do the $13 an hour. But the way that it works you is you get $13 an hour plus tip. Yeah, plus right. tip. So you, but you, the other way is you get paid per delivery. Yeah, you get paid per delivery like oh, a small commission. Okay. Yeah, you get a I small commission. Just tip. No, no, no. So and it's, it's an, and it's usually in cash, right? Uh, so no, you it's just not, pocket not, it. No, none, none of it's in cash. It's all I mean, through if, the app. If you're, if so, if you, and I don't do DoorDash, but if you do, DoorDash, and they deliver your food, and you give the guy ten bucks for delivering. He can't take it. No, you can you can do that, and I did get some amount, but I got out of maybe four hundred deliveries that I did, I got maybe three cash tips. Really, in yeah. all of that time, yeah. Just you do just it on the card. you just do it on the card on the app because it asks you if you want to tip and how much you want to tip. Would um, you rather? Would you have rather gotten a cash tip? Yeah, because most of my cash tips were higher. Most right. of my cash tips yeah. were like a $10 bill, which yeah. is a huge so tip. in your entire DoorDash career, you got three cash tips and one naked guy. Yes. So <laughs> you had as third as many naked people as you did cash tips. Yes. <laughs> I would stand a reason that that percentage uh, Did you count that as out. a tip? No. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Uh, was one of I wasn't three. kidding when I said they were a little... Hmm. <laughs> You're having quite a segment. I am. That's why I didn't finish that joke. I would have finished that joke if I hadn't started the segment the way I did. Uh, <laughs> Some jokes you don't have to finish. No. This one let I, it ride. This one I also thought, thought was really interesting. Gen Z is losing the most out of anyone in the country to scams. Uh, people ages of 18 to 24 are losing more money to scams than older age groups. Uh, according to our friends at the BBB, people in that age range lost an average of $200 per person, while other age groups lost between $123 and $160 per person. What? Two scams. Because they're young and I think easily that's, fooled? I think that's a, a possibility. They uh, Employment scams was a big one. 
I don't know exactly what that is. Uh, some of them mentioned uh, drop shipping, which is a lot of times like, so if you think you're buying something like on the cheap or a good discount and then it turns Reselling. out to just, yeah. And then it just turns out to be like a big scam. Um, but I thought that was interesting. I, I, I don't think I've fallen for any big scams, but my wife, when we were that around that age, when she was like 22 or 23, she did fall for like a vacation scam and lost like 400 of our dollars. Really throwing her under the bus. Well, I still haven't forgiven her. (laughs) Wow. We We really could have used that. We should probably go to break before you end your marriage or your career. That even made Frank wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Making friends. Thank you, Dave. All right. A great weekend. 349 DGS. So uh, you know my uh, my longstanding hatred of magicians. and uh, <laughs> Magicians and clowns. David Copperfield is back, and uh, he's going to make the moon disappear. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. Really? Good for him. How can you tell? How can I tell? Like, how can we all tell it's disappeared? It's only going to be a select group of people who are there in his place. Now, to his credit, he doesn't pretend he's going to really. Right, right, right. He, he he knows that they're tricks and illusions. Right. But that's what I've, that's, I guess, like, first of all, most the magicians are just douchebags. But, but just the whole artifice of it. Like, look, I know you didn't make the lady disappear or the Learjet or whatever. It's just a matter of putting together a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's stuff. Def- I mean, it, there's an art to it. Yeah. It's, I can't make the, the moon disappear. Right. But I don't really care that because you can't either. Do, does a guy like that, do they, I have, I just don't pay attention. Do they refer, they don't refer to themselves as magicians, do they? Are they illusionists? illusionists. Yeah. Because I like that. I like the, the illusionist term better because you're not pretending that it's magic. Oh, speaking of dumb people, can you bring up the Laura Ingram sound for me? Oh, yes. Do you have that? I do have it. Give me two seconds. Laura Ingram was uh, attempting to own President Joe Biden, and he's so stupid that he thought there was such thing called the Webb Telescope. (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Nope, hang on. I got to hit off the edit button here. Well, did he call it the Webb Telescope? Isn't it the Hubble? Yeah. Was he thinking of Webb yes. Hubble? I don't understand. <laughs> Who knows? But look, his by his performance today, Laura, was so unsteady. Oh, Even Kamala Harris oh. couldn't keep a straight face, like you. So they're both stupid. Like yeah. her guess is like, I don't know. Who knows what the hell he thinks is going on? Webb Telescope. Laura Ingram is such a perfect like. Venn diagram of like cruel and also stupid. You know what I mean? Like, like incredibly did she mean, ever but come out after the smart. fact and say, "Oops, my Not bad"? Because like we've all screwed up. We've all gotten oh, the thing yeah. wrong or whatever. But you're like you're specifically making fun of someone for not knowing what they're talking about, exactly. and you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Does nobody who's a, a producer also, on the show go, Laura? That's a thing. It's also you don't have yeah. to be like a super science nerd to have heard about the Webb Telescope. It's the, the the when's the last time anybody referenced the Hubble Telescope? Only in reference to the new Webb right. Telescope. Like the Webb is the one that's everybody's talking about now. It's getting us all these amazing shots. Want to do? Uh, 
Another couple audience? What do we got? Sure. Uh, we could do your DeSantis boots thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This guy can't get out of his own way. Boots. He's Okay, so when someone makes fun of you for something and you try to just turn it around on him, right? So he's trying to turn around the whole I wear lifts in my boots thing, and it didn't go well. Uh, Donald Trump and a lot of his people have been focusing um, on things like footwear. I'll tell you this. Um, you know, if Donald Trump can summon the balls to show up to the debate, I'll wear a boot on my head. This is a time for substance. Mm, this is time good one. Mm, well done. You sure got him. Yeah, he, he nailed old Donald Trump on that one. <laughs> I just, I can't believe, I texted this to you earlier when you sent me this. I just can't believe that we ever thought like, uh-oh, this guy's got the juice. This guy's got what it means to be an effective president. There was a time long, long ago, that I would have bet half the money I have that DeSantis was the next president. Mm. I just had it figured out that, okay, well, Trump's out, you know, close to after January 6th. There's this DeSantis guy that appears to be just as mean and conservative, but he doesn't seem as crazy. So he's clearly going to be the next president. Man, he put on those moon boots and started saying stuff and wearing <laughs> high heels and his, it's just... What, why does anybody lie about their height? Oh, yeah, you had that on your sheet. Because I, I don't understand. I mean, I get it, right? Like, oh, Wait, here's another thing, too, though. You've been 5'10 your whole life, and then suddenly you're 6'3"? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't understand any of it. I Okay, look, I get it in sports sometimes where somebody will exaggerate a little bit because if somebody's just looking at a program and they're like, oh, maybe I will go look at that player, and then they come in, they see you, and they like the player. They don't care that you're 5'8 instead of 5'10. Even that's stupid. But, like, in just general day-to-day life, who cares? I understand the history, right? The history is that presidents are all tall. I, I First of all, I think that's just our monkey brain because, really, it, people always do that. Like, well, you know, you got to have a big – what? They're not fighting. They're not jumping into the ring MMA style. It's not like you're going to have a big guy to fight Vladimir Putin. You're just talking. Who cares if the guy's tall or not? And if you put him on stage, 5'10 compared to 6'3, you're still going to look short. What's the difference? Like 5'8 versus 5'10. What, what's the difference? Who cares? I agree. I know for a long time it bothered me, like when I was an athlete, because people were like, oh, you're not tall enough. And it would always be like, what's the difference? You're either good or you're not. You're either smart or you're not. And in the in the political setting, your physical structure means nothing. It's all talking. Yeah. It's not like anyone looked at Stephen Hawking and said, like, you don't look like you'd be very strong. Yeah. <laughs> or Einstein. Or I mean, like, it it just I, I don't get it. Like, you've got to have a tough guy. Why? They're never gonna fist fight. It's not an action movie. Bruce Willis ain't coming in and throwing punches. They're gonna go have a meeting. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 